0: Now, it's been a very busy few days for the U.S. military, who have been striking targets across Iraq, Syria, and Yemen since Friday. All the while back home in Washington, politicians have been bickering over exactly how to get foreign military aid through a bitterly divided Congress and secure the U.S. border. Senators have now reached a deal on a major funding package, but the bill is dead on arrival in the House of Representatives. What well, to help us unpack all of this, we are joined by Washington reporter Simon Marks. Simon, let's start with the first part of this. What sort of conversations are you hearing in D.C. about the impact of the weekend strikes?
1: Uh, Well, there is growing pressure here, Chris, on President Biden uh, to appear publicly and explain his strategy in the Middle East, given that uh, the President, and again over the weekend, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan uh, insisted that the Biden administration does not want to be drawn into a wider conflict in the region. Nonetheless, the United States is now actively uh, conducting airstrikes and bombing three separate countries, Yemen, of course. Where uh, the US and the UK are jointly going after the Houthi rebels in a bid to safeguard merchant vessels in the Red Sea that the Houthis have been attacking Uh, and now uh, US military action in Iraq and eastern Syria reprisals of course uh, for the killing uh, last weekend of three American service personnel in Jordan in a drone strike that the US says was carried out by Iranian proxies Uh, progressive left wing Democrats on Capitol Hill uh, say that the president is engaged in unacceptable action, particularly against the Houthis, because he hasn't sought congressional approval and hasn't proved that there is an imminent threat to the United States, the threshold uh, for which the president would be able to uh, authorize military action without congressional approval. Right-wing Republicans, hawkish Republicans, accuse the Biden administration of appeasing Iran by telegrams the action that it was going to take uh, against Iran-backed militias in Iraq and eastern Syria uh, and in some cases on Capitol Hill Republicans argue uh, that the President ought to be much more muscular uh, and directly uh, taking the conflict to the Iranians on Iranian soil Uh, so President Biden is under criticism from all sides and has largely been silent on all of these issues at a time when many Americans uh, are curious as to why the US is getting militarily embroiled in three separate nations indirectly targeting a fourth Iran and simultaneously saying that it doesn't want to be drawn into that widening conflict. Well, so that is
0: one side of this, Simon, and we'll be waiting to see whether and when uh, Joe Biden speaks to that strategy. The other side of this is what's happening in Congress over the weekend. The Senate has agreed this massive over $100 billion funding package for Ukraine, Israel, Asia-Pacific allies, and changes to the U.S. border policy. How has that been received?
1: well as you said earlier according to the speaker of the house of representatives mike johnson of course a republican uh, this bill will be dead on arrival if it gets to the house of representatives and it's not even clear at this point uh, that the bill can necessarily advance out of the senate but all of this is indicative uh, of the fact that first of all this is very much a presidential election year and so everyone involved in all of these discussions members of the house the senate and of course the white House are very aware of the political uh, implications of the explosive uh, nature of the subject that they're discussing, the uh, efforts by more than 8,500 people to cross America's southern border every single day. Uh, And all of this is directly tied now to the future of U.S. uh, funding and backing, uh, particularly for Ukraine, but also potentially for Israel, uh, with President Volodymyr. Zelensky nervously wondering whether agreement is going to be struck on Capitol Hill to unlock additional funding uh, for Ukrainian forces and for his administration in Kiev. Now this plan uh, definitely uh, according to uh, the vast majority observers is one of the toughest uh, efforts to crack down on uh, illegal crossings over America's southern border that the country has ever seen. Uh, It wants to shut the border down after an average of 5,000 migrants have crossed uh, every single day over the course of a week. So that would see uh, a pretty substantial reduction in the numbers of people crossing uh, the border. But it doesn't meet uh, many Republican demands, uh, including uh, the uh, possibility of limiting parole for asylum seekers uh, and uh, also providing the president with uh, the ability under certain circumstances to... Override the provisions contained in this legislation, uh, and uh, of course, uh, Donald Trump-backed Republicans, particularly in the House of Representatives, are arguing that this simply uh, is not the closed-door policy uh, regarding illegal immigration that they uh, want to see on America's borders. Uh, so it's going to run into definitely uh, problematic political headwinds in both the Senate and the House of Representatives, which means that. In Ukraine, those nervous days and weeks are likely to stretch on for a good while longer.
0: Simon Marks there, thank you very much for joining us. You are listening to The Briefing on Monaco Radio.